0: Today's Gospel presents us with one of the most compelling portrayals of adoration and reparation found in the Gospels. This woman, who is attracted to Jesus, this is the first thing that strikes us, I think, in St. Luke's account. There is no explanation given uh, for the presence of the woman in Simon's house except that she was mysteriously and powerfully attracted to the person of Jesus. She is a courtesan, not a uh, vulgar uh, girl of the streets. She is a woman of uh, discriminating taste, of a certain elegance, of beauty. And she is drawn to Jesus. She Deploys, shall I say it, a kind of liturgy of love and adoration and reparation. Of course, it's always striking that this gospel occurs on a Thursday, because in our monastery, Thursday is precisely given over to a deployment of love and adoration and reparation with the solemn exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and the succeeding watches of adoration and reparation in our Lord's Eucharistic presence. She brought an alabaster box of ointment. This, of course, confirms what I said about her being a woman of discriminating taste, of a certain elegance and beauty. She brought an alabaster box of ointment, and standing behind at his feet, she began to wash his feet with tears, (laughs) wiped them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. This is her liturgy of love and adoration and reparation. The Pharisee is observing this and thinks to himself, well, this Jesus, if he were a prophet, would know surely who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. The touching here is key to understanding the whole story. She comes to touch Jesus. That she is a sinner. And Jesus, reading Simon's heart, answering, said to him, I can only imagine what the expression on the face of Jesus must have been when turning, he put the question to Simon. And what must have been the expression on Simon's face? when he realized that Jesus had read the thoughts of his heart. Simon, I have somewhat to say to thee. But he said, and I think with a certain trepidation, oh no, what is he going to say? But he said, Master, say it. And Jesus speaks of a creditor who is a magnanimous man who forgives his debtors the one owed 500 pence and the other 50 and the debtors had not the means to pay off their debt and the creditor with generosity forgives the debt And then Jesus puts the question to Simon, which, therefore, of the two loved him most? And Simon, answering, said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. This tells us that the woman in question was drawn to the person of Jesus and in some way compelled by love to deploy this liturgy of love and adoration and reparation, because Jesus had already forgiven her sins. What is not related in Saint Luke's account is what preceded this incident. The woman was not a stranger, she was not unknown to Jesus, she would have had contact with Jesus, some dialogue in which Jesus looked into her heart and saw her life and forgave her. And this is why, upon hearing of the presence of Jesus in the house of Simon, she was magnetized by his presence. She had to go to him, this man who had shown her love in a way that she had never known. And he said to Simon, Thou hast judged rightly. And turning to the woman, he said unto Simon, Dost thou see this woman? The attention is placed on the woman. Jesus is looking at her, and Simon is looking at her. Oh, this woman had known the looks of many men, But never had anyone looked upon her as Jesus looked upon her. And now Simon is looking at her in a wholly different way. Dost thou see this woman? I entered into thy house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she with tears hath washed my feet, and with her hairs hath This (laughs) them. This <laughs> sentence of the Gospel goes to the heart of reparation. We in this monastery have a special call to reparation. And this Gospel tells us what it is. What Simon did not do, the woman did, Thou gavest me no kiss, but she, since she came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. What Simon refused, out of indifference or coldness or neglect, the woman gave readily and abundantly, kissing and kissing and kissing. Hath not ceased to kiss my feet, not one kiss, but many kisses, a downpour of kisses, in gratitude for an inpouring of mercy. My head with oil thou didst not anoint. (coughs) Simon was somehow so locked up in himself that he was incapable of the extravagant gesture the gesture that goes beyond what is merely required by convention but she with ointment hath anointed my feet Wherefore, I say to thee, many sins are forgiven her. Again, Jesus alludes to this mysterious exchange of which there is no account given in the gospel. Wherefore, I say to thee, many sins are forgiven her. When she came into the house, she had already experienced the forgiveness given her by Jesus because she hath loved much but to whom less is forgiven he loveth less these two sentences are interesting because the first seems to contradict the second In the first, Jesus seems to be saying that because she loved much, ahead of time, in advance, much was forgiven her. But then he says, no, she's loving much because much has been forgiven her. And we're left with that. To the one who loves much, much will be forgiven and to the one whom much is forgiven, that person will become a great lover, a great lover. It seems to me that there is a a message of hope in these words for two categories of souls. There are souls who are given this gift of a burning love for the person of Jesus. And to such souls Jesus readily forgives and forgives superabundantly, copiously, as we say in Psalm 129, the De Profundis. And there is another category of souls. Souls who are perhaps more timid, fearful, souls who hold back, who are afraid of being judged, afraid of being condemned, afraid of the consequences of their past, souls haunted by old sins. And these souls, Jesus forgives, and they love with a love of reparation and of thanksgiving and of self-offering. So we have two kinds of souls in this gospel. <clears throat> Many sins are forgiven her because she hath loved much but to whom less is forgiven he loveth less and he said to her thy sins are forgiven thee. <laughs> I would argue that this is not the first time that Jesus addresses these words to the woman. Rather, this time, he's confirming the forgiveness already given. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? I think that our Lord repeated this, Thy sins are forgiven thee, for the benefit of those who were seated with him at table, they needed to hear that from his divine mouth. Was not Jesus offering them also an opportunity to have their sins forgiven and thus to enter into a relationship of reparation and thanksgiving and love With him, would these very grand men sitting at table become sharers in the grace of this woman? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath, the translation says, made thee safe. Fides tua te salvam fecit this could also mean thy confidence fides uh, is the root of uh, uh, the word confidence one who has confidence demonstrates faith fiducia jesus is praising her confidence fides tua. Te salvam fecit, thy confidence, thy, thy trust, thy belief in my repairing love. You see, there's two kinds of reparation going on in this gospel. The love of Jesus repairs what is broken, makes whole what is fragmented, gives health to what is diseased. All of this is in that word. Fides tua te salvam thy confidence, thy trust, thy faith and my love for thee hath made thee whole, hath repaired thee, hath restored thy dignity, hath accorded thee the relationship, the one relationship for which thou wast created. Vade in pace. Thy faith hath made thee safe, whole, entire, healthy, restored thy dignity, established thee in a relationship of love with me, go in peace. I would only say uh, to those of the community who today will take their watches before the Blessed Sacrament that by doing this, by taking your place at the column, which is the symbol of reparation and adoration and thanksgiving and love, Uh, the burning candle that represents uh, uh, the brother who allows himself to uh, be uh, consumed by the flame of reparation and adoration and love. Uh, Today, understand that your watch of adoration Corresponds in every way to the liturgy of love and adoration and thanksgiving deployed by this woman in today's gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.